Have you ever felt wronged and longed for an apology that never came? Or maybe you tried to apologize when you did something wrong and it wasn't accepted? Let's talk about apologies and how important they are, and are they actually necessary to feel relief and forgiveness? Hi, I'm Brenda Reese, Freedom and Forgiveness Coach, and a person just like you that is learning to navigate life and all of its challenges. I teach a forgiveness process like no other. It's a blend of practical and spiritual forgiveness. This process guides you into knowing how unforgiveness can be keeping you stuck in your relationships, both personally and professionally, and how it prevents you from releasing resentment and finding joy. Each week, I share practical and some not-so-practical tips, tools, and advice from myself and other people that are on this journey just like us. This is for you if you are ready to turn your pain into peace. Welcome to the Forgive Yourself Podcast. I have a colleague, Stacy Danford, who is absolutely amazing and delightful and happens to be a neuroscience educator. And she did a podcast that I absolutely loved. Well, I really like all of her podcasts. Her podcast itself is called A Mental Makeover, and I highly recommend it. The particular podcast I'm referencing is number 210. And in this podcast, she was sharing a technique she developed called HURT, H-U-R-T, which I found really correlated to what I've learned and teach about apologies. And she was giving the neuroscience behind apologies that I wanted to share with you today. What stood out to me was the neuroscience of how our brain is affected when we are hurt by someone and also what happens when we receive a sincere apology versus an insincere apology. Stacy referenced a study done that shows there's a particular area of the brain that lights up when someone apologizes to another person, which means that an apology changes neural activity in our brain. Your brain reacts to feeling hurt. Yeah, you heard that right. I know. I was kind of surprised too. Have you noticed that when you feel hurt, your brain is just going over and over the pain or the hurt? Well, that's because our brain thinks it is protecting us from the pain happening again. Kind of like, don't forget, right? But I don't know about you, but doesn't that get annoying And how much energy is that taken away from us being present in our lives? A lot. When our brains are constantly ruminating over something that was done to us, or we did something to someone else, it can sound like, this is in our brains, right? I should have said this, or that no good SOB shouldn't talk to me that way, and how could they treat me like this? I'm going to let them have it. Or... When we are embarrassed or ashamed or feel like we've done something wrong, the language in our head can be, ooh, I can't go to that place again, or I can't talk to them ever again. I am so embarrassed, right? Or something like that. I know you've had some of these same thoughts. I've had them too. That's why I can talk about it. Now, Stacy mentions in this podcast that there's a direct link between an apology, empathy, and forgiveness. 
When we apologize, this is being empathetic that we have hurt someone, which then activates a calming or forgiveness from the other person, but only when it is sincere. She gave a great example of what we can interpret as a sincere apology. And I'm going to use a similar one that I use quite often because I think we all can relate to this. So here goes. Have you ever been immediately angry at someone who pulls right in front of you on the freeway or maybe in a parking lot and you find yourself cussing at them and saying, what the hell? You could have killed us or what the F do you think you're doing? And then they wave at you. Yeah. Do you notice that a good part of the time you calm down? Then your thoughts change to, oh, they probably didn't see me or they didn't see the accident and had to make a quick lane change and, oh yeah, I've done that before. Well, that wave is an apology that leads us to feel empathy and then we get that calm or forgiving energy. I found another thing she said fascinating. She talks about a book where the author discovered that being emotionally hurt registered in the same location of the brain as physical hurt. They both register as being painful in the brain. And in the study they did, when they gave an aspirin or ibuprofen to that person, that person felt relief emotionally as well as physically. Isn't that crazy? What was totally intriguing to me was that she also shared about each of our brains registering things differently when it comes to being hurt. So my paraphrasing of what she said is when we do something to someone else, say I do something to someone else, our own brain knows what we meant to do. It knows our own intention, which means that my brain judges me only on my intention of what I meant to have happen not what actually happened, or what I say is not really how it was interpreted by the other person. Now, our brains can't do that for other people. Like, my brain doesn't know the other person's brain's intention. It can't. So, my brain judges them on what they actually did, or how I interpreted what they did. So, I'm not knowing their intention of what they wanted to say or do, but what they actually did, or what I like to say. Again, my brain judges them on how I took that interaction, how I interpreted it based on my own filters. She also mentioned another study that showed that when we apologize and it's not sincere, it can cause more damage to the other person's brain. That's powerful. Most of us have had that apology that we knew was not sincere, you know, like especially as kids, right? I don't know about you guys, but when the parents made us apologize to our siblings or our siblings apologized to us, and we knew there was no way in heck they meant it, or sometimes I didn't mean it, and we said, whatever, I just didn't want to get spanked again, (laughs) so I'll apologize. Well, to bring this together, I'd like to share a personal example. In the last episode or so, I talked about a family situation where there was a scare with my husband's health, and it really activated survival energy in quite a few of the family members. 
there ended up being an altercation between me and another family member where I was trying to get my point across and they were trying to get theirs across. And they were coming from a place of fear of losing my husband. I was coming from a place of trying to have them understand that he was okay and we weren't losing him. It was about understanding what was going on with his health and how we can move forward. In the fear they were feeling at the time, they were going back to something that had happened the week before where they felt I was being controlling around my husband when I had been explaining about the next steps with my husband's health journey. They weren't happy with me, but they did not let me know that at the time. So it all came out at that moment, all the pent-up frustration and fear. I'm sure you've experienced the volcano exploding in a heightened situation with someone and things go sideways and you're wondering, what does this have to do with this current situation? Or maybe you are the one that has had the pent up frustration and started unloading on someone with all sorts of frustrations, not about the current argument or situation happening. Yeah, I used to do that quite a bit and I used to hold it all in and then explode. But it was in the midst of this particular heightened conversation that I felt a calm come over me and an awareness from my heart, which I know thankfully came from the work that I've done with self-awareness. And also, I'm going to call it some divine intervention, because I was able to access that calm energy and look them right in the eye with this calmness in my heart and say, I am so sorry. That was not my intention at all. I did not mean to upset you. Please forgive me. How can I make this right? They calmed down and was stumbling a bit with their words and then said, thank you. That sincere apology shifted the whole dynamic where we could then have a calmer conversation and be able to hear each other because it was a truly sincere apology. Now, before all the forgiveness work and spiritual work I've done, it would have been different. I would have wanted to be right and stand my ground, which meant that I spent a whole lot of time and energy protecting myself from being hurt and wounded again and not able to be vulnerable or see the other person's point of view and be able to come to a place of forgiveness. My sage self, right, the part of me that is calmer and knows and I think houses the parts of me that I've done the work with, My sage jumped right in there and said, this isn't going anywhere. And that helped me to empathize with that person because through the eyes of my sage self, I could see they were scared. I could see that they were coming from that place of scarcity thinking because they didn't have the information about what was going on. And that added to their fear of loss. You know, There is strength in empathy and vulnerability and taking the chance of saying, I'm sorry, when we are able. And I'm so glad that I was able to get there. Even though I was triggered and activated myself, my work came through. Now, we don't do well all the time. Being human is really messy. 
And we are getting growth opportunities each and every day for our lifetime. Yet when we continue to do the self-forgiveness and self-awareness work, it does come through for us. What we do not want to do is say, I'm sorry, when we truly feel we didn't do anything wrong. As I mentioned a bit ago, Stacy shared that another study showed that an insincere apology does damage to the other person's brain. And I think it does damage to our own brains and hearts. So we do not want to give an insincere apology. We really want it to be sincere. Now, a sidebar here. Our culture uses I'm sorry in a lot of ways that can be confusing and makes it easier to be insincere, I think. We say I'm sorry when we are passing someone in a grocery store aisle or we drop something or when we start crying in a really heartfelt moment, when instead we can say, excuse me. Or in the place of extreme emotion, not say anything at all. Because when we say, excuse me, that is more, it's actually more proper way because you haven't done or I haven't done anything to be sorry for. An apology is to be given when we have done something wrong intentionally or unintentionally or something that is perceived to be wrong, like in my story with the family member. We do not want to apologize for having emotions or caring about something so passionately or in some cases where women especially are apologizing all the time. And it can mean that we are apologizing for taking up space. Okay, that's for another time. (sighs) I get all fired up about that one because I lived my life like that, apologizing all the time because of my negative belief that I wasn't worthy to even be here. Okay, so off of my soapbox and back to apologies. Sometimes we hurt people without knowing it. And that means people can hurt us without knowing it. That's the unintentional part. It is better to be able to have communication with them about how they have hurt us, using the language where we take responsibility for ourselves and not pointing fingers at them by saying, you did this or you did that. So instead we can say, when you said or did blank, I felt blank. And I am curious if that is what you meant to say or do. This is so good for taking our power back. If we blame someone for causing our emotional upset, then we are abdicating or giving away our power to them, just like I've talked about in the resentment episode. One of the most powerful self-awareness and self-acceptance tools I know is taking responsibility for our feelings and emotions. This is where we allow ourselves to know that our emotions and feelings have value and they are actually information for us. It's not about staying stuck in them. We can use them as an awareness indicator that some part of us feels violated or sad or a boundary has been crossed. So ask for clarification when you feel these emotions by saying, when you said or did blank, I felt blank. And I am curious if that is what you meant to say or do. This will help to alleviate any misunderstandings because maybe they didn't do it on purpose like you think they did. And that can save us a whole lot of precious energy by asking for clarification instead of fuming and fussing. Remember, 
Stacy mentioned that our brains know our intent, but the other person's brain only sees or feels the way they take it. So when we feel upset or hurt, we ask for clarification. And usually they say, oh no, that's not what I meant. Like what I shared in my story, because it wasn't what I meant. Then we can do some self-reflection on what they said and then how we took it and what caused us to take it that way within ourselves. So a little self-reflection work would be we can ask ourselves a few questions. One, what was going on within me or what happened that day? What was I feeling? Can I name the emotion that I was feeling? Where did that happen before? Because sometimes it's a pattern. Who did that happen with in the past? Again, this is a pattern identifier. Gosh, how old was I? Was it in childhood or throughout my life? These questions are great to journal about because they will help you see where there is a pattern of abandonment, rejection, shows your negative core beliefs, just to name a few. So again, back to apologies. 20 years ago in AA, when I was doing the 12 steps and it came to number nine, which is made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. This was my introduction to a sincere apology. And I have to share a story with you. So about this number nine, I was told that we did the steps in order for a reason. Okay. But you know, with my little brain and I knew everything, right? I'm, I still, you know, I was at that point of, I knew what I was doing. I tried to make an apology to my ex for my drinking um, and my behavior. This is when we were still married when I was early on in the steps and he would not accept the apology. Of course I was wounded because I could see that I was making changes, but he couldn't see that because I had not done enough work for him to be able to trust me again. So I was reminded that is why we do the steps in order so I can get to a place of humility and humbleness and be able to truly give a sincere apology. And that was powerful to learn. Stacy gives a great acronym in her podcast, that number 210, that is like what I learned in AA. And I highly recommend, again, you listening to her podcast. Today, I want to share with you a five-step process I teach about apologies that has a background in, in what I learned in AA. So when you have hurt someone, number one, we want to make a very clear I'm sorry statement. Now, saying it verbally, if it is safe, like when it is safe to do so, so it doesn't injure you or others, right? So we can say it verbally, we can write it, and we can send it to the person, we can read it to the person, or if it isn't safe to do any of that, or they have died, then we can have a ceremony around it, and we can write it, we can say it out loud to someone we trust, then we can burn it or shred it. What this does is it gets the energy out of our body and our brain. It helps stop that rumination and heaviness we feel when carrying around that guilt or hurt. Number two, we were taught in our amends to say what we are apologizing for and not just say, I'm sorry because you took it wrong. (laughs) 
please don't do that. I'm going to give you an example of how to put this all together in a second. Number three, an empathy statement, which acknowledges the impact our actions had on the other person. Extremely important. Number four, we make a request for forgiveness. Something like, I know you are feeling hurt, and I ask that you please forgive me if you can. And number five, how can I make it right? And then we be quiet. Let the other person share. This is if you're face-to-face. Not coming up with ideas on how you want it to happen. Remember, it is their brain that has been hurt. So an example to tie this all together would be, let's say, you were too tired to go to a friend's birthday party. And you didn't call. You had one heck of a day and you were exhausted and you didn't know what was going on. And next day, you're feeling so bad and so guilty. And you call them and say, number one, I am so incredibly sorry. Okay. Number two, you're going to say why, what you're apologizing for. That I didn't make it to your birthday party last night. We do not make excuses or make it about you at all. Right? Then you say an empathy statement, number three. I can only imagine how hurt or upset or disappointed or angry you must feel, whichever you think that that friend would be feeling. I am so sorry I wasn't there by your side to celebrate with you, and especially after all the work you put into this party. Okay, You're, You are empathizing with everything that they've gone through as much as you can. And then number four, that request for forgiveness would sound like, I know it might take a while, yet I hope you are able to forgive me. Or you can directly ask, like I did in my story to you, would you please forgive me? And then number five, how can I make this right for you? Or how can I make it up to you? It can feel very intimidating to own up to our so-called bad behavior. Yet when we do this, it alleviates the feelings of guilt and it helps us to take responsibility for our actions, which is actually very empowering. Now, when someone else hurts us, we need to understand that not everyone makes apologies like I talked about. They haven't learned or maybe they don't even know. So when someone else hurts us, we can let people know they have hurt us, but it's not in our best interest to demand an apology or to ream them a new one or to blow up like a volcano. Clients tell me that they do feel better when they lash out and yell at the other person. And I get it because I felt the same way. And in fact, I did that a while ago. I blew up at someone. Okay, I had to go through the ad apology process. I was curious to find out why we feel better after we blow up. And then in that podcast episode, Stacy pointed out that when we lash out, we get instant relief in our brain as a chemical reaction. We do get relief from the hurt because it's a dopamine hit. So we'll get momentary relief, but it doesn't solve the problem. So we can ask for clarification using the verbiage like I've mentioned a few times. And if we do not get an apology, we get to learn to take responsibility for our feelings and our behaviors and our thoughts around it and do the work around the hurt like we do in the forgiveness process so that we are okay 
whether we get an apology or not. Now, I know that doesn't seem fair. Yet, when you do the work, it does feel freer when you aren't hanging around waiting for the apology that you may never get. You free up so much in your brain and in your heart. Getting an apology is the icing on the cake. Like I've talked about in another episode, when my dad died and my aunt said, Brenda, I am so sorry. He didn't show he loved you. You deserve to be treated better. And then when my ex said, after years apart, I'm sorry for the hurt that I caused you. So that was icing on the cake. And it wasn't expected because I had done the work. Now, our brains are amazing. And I love that neuroscience is teaching us more and more about them. I encourage you to check out Stacy Stanford's podcast, A Mental Makeover, because she makes learning about our brains so much easier. And I want to encourage you to be kind to yourself. Things are intense out there, and we aren't perfect, or ever will be. The best thing we can do for ourselves is to learn more about how we tick, be able to differentiate between the ego or judging voice and that all-knowing sage voice within us. We can be more forgiving, we can be more accepting, and we can have compassion And most of all, honor the life you have lived, which helps you to honor the person you continue to become. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did enjoy it, would you do me a favor and share this episode and then follow us on your favorite podcast app, so you don't miss one episode of the Forgive Yourself podcast, where every Friday you will get tips, tools, and stories so that you can turn your pain into peace. Take care.